Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode three of Real Talk, the podcast with me, Katie Schuler. So first things first, I want to own up to my actions and apologize for this episode being so late. I don't even really have a good excuse other than I have just been procrastinating so hardcore with this episode. And it's not even like I didn't want to do it or anything. I just got so caught up in trying to do all of the 5 million other things I have to do right now. Because yeah, school has been crazy, crazy, and I have just been teetering on the brink of a mental breakdown with school for weeks now. But that is besides the point. So anyways, yeah, today I wanted to talk a little bit about something that's really been bugging me lately. So for the past few weeks, my entire TikTok page has been bombarded with these videos where people especially young girls, are openly talking about their eating disorders. I must have liked one at some point, and I am telling you the TikTok algorithm just took off because now they're all I'm seeing. And don't get me wrong, I love that so many people feel comfortable to open up and share what they've been through, especially on a platform like TikTok because I know that that can be so daunting and so hard to do. And I think that that can be a really important part of the healing process for so many people to share what they've been through. But what's really getting to me with these videos is how extreme they are. And what I mean by that is that in some of these videos, there's some pretty serious images of young girls that are just emaciated thin with gaunt faces and sunken in eyes even. It's honestly sort of scary to see, and I think that that was the point, obviously, really, was to show the scary sides of eating disorders, the real sides of eating disorders. But in a way, it almost conveys another message to me. It almost makes me think that that's what an ED has to look like for it to be really considered an ED. You know what I'm saying? Like, like if you're not emaciated thin, or if you don't have anorexia, to that degree, and you're absolutely knocking on death's door, then maybe it really isn't an eating disorder. Maybe you're just totally normal because you certainly don't look that bad, right? In a way, watching the extremes of anything can have negative consequences on us because it desensitizes us to whatever extreme we're seeing and makes us think that it's normal. When, in fact, normal is a super relative term that can look different for everyone. That's actually what I want to talk about today, is body image and just general struggles with eating. So, I have struggled with my eating for a while now. It feels weird to say because I can so vividly remember a time where I ate without fear of anything. You know when you're a kid and food isn't even a thought in your head? You just eat when the food is put in front of you. Simpler times, I guess. But no, I started to struggle with eating in high school, especially when I got my license and had more freedom to just go and eat like wherever I pleased. I noticed very early on that I had little self-control when it came to food. Like when I wanted to eat something, I ate it and I didn't care. I also went on some medications during high school that had increased appetite as their number one side effects. So I had that going for me too. 
But the crux of the issue for me has always been eating out. I remember loving going out to eat, even when I was a child, and we didn't go out to eat often because my grandma is such an incredible cook. Because of that, I think when I finally could decide to go out to eat myself, I just really took it too far. I mean, I'm talking like breakfast from McDonald's every day. It was just so much more convenient for me to drive through somewhere versus making it myself at home. And I'll admit, I got lazy and totally addicted to the fast-acting serotonin fast food gave me. Because you all know you can do that, right? You can get addicted to fast food. There is actual science behind that, guys. Like, look it up, because I'm telling you, you can get addicted to literally anything if your mind isn't in the right place. And maybe I'll do an episode on addiction so we can go into greater detail about that. But anyways, at one of my lowest points with food, I think I just really hated myself in every way. I hated that I couldn't do it in moderation, that I didn't have the self-control to stop. I hated the way my skin looked, the way my body felt, just the way that I looked. I felt so out of control, you know, like the food decided when I ate it, not the other way around. And then a few months ago, it was almost like something totally switched in my brain. And all of a sudden, the pendulum swung the other direction. At first, it was subtle, skipping breakfast before work, only finishing half my snack. You know the drill. And then I think I got my first taste of how your body can change when you manipulate your eating habits. And it took off. I lost just too much weight in three months, and I totally messed up my eating. It got to a point where I could literally go 24 hours without feeling hungry at all. And the worst part was that I lost all this weight because I hated my body and I couldn't stand how I looked anymore. But now, when I see the girl in the mirror, I don't even recognize her. It's like staring at a stranger and it is the weirdest feeling. A few months ago, when all of this was just really, really bad, I honestly didn't understand what an eating disorder was, and I sort of pictured it something like those girls looked in the TikToks. I think that's why those TikToks stood out to me so much, because I think they represent a common misconception that people have with eating disorders, that you have to be emaciated to have one. I saw those TikToks and immediately thought to myself, oh, you don't have an eating disorder because you don't look that bad. But in reality, I definitely have some issues with food. And whether or not you want to call it an eating disorder, it is definitely disordered eating. I think that's really important to note right there. You can have disordered eating habits without labeling it as an ED. Nowadays, I feel like people are so quick to want to label their problems, but in reality, a label doesn't mean shit, okay? And I say that because so many people often label themselves improperly or without the help of an actual doctor. And it can lead to a little bit of placebo effect, I think. Because if you're constantly telling yourself that you have an eating disorder, you're probably going to struggle with food. I mean, you cannot make something a reality in your brain 
and expect it to not manifest outside of your brain as well. So if saying the words eating disorder scares you a little bit, or maybe it sounds a little too rigid for your specific scenario, then by all means, don't label it. So what is an eating disorder? A quick Google search told me this morning that an eating disorder is any of a range of psychological disorders characterized by abnormal or disturbed eating habits. That's a pretty broad definition in my opinion, much broader than what I initially thought of as an eating disorder. And the really important part that I want you guys to all listen to again is the part about abnormal or disturbed eating. Remember when I said that normal is a relative term? That's where this comes into play. Because if we're going to go off this definition of an eating disorder, and we are, then anything that you deem as abnormal can qualify. Now, I am not trying to sound the alarm and cause panic for all of you beautiful listeners who may have just realized that their eating habits are pretty disordered. All I am trying to say is don't undervalue the struggles you are facing, both with food and anything in life, because someone else has it worse. When I saw those TikTok videos of the girls suffering from extreme anorexia, I immediately devalued my own struggles with food because I obviously don't appear to have it that bad. But here's the truth, okay? You can have an eating disorder and not look like you're dying. You can have an eating disorder and look perfectly healthy. But if you're struggling with food and you feel it's abnormal according to your own standards, then it could be disordered eating and it's worth looking into some coping strategies. So now let's talk about those coping strategies. First off, I want to give a disclaimer. I am not a doctor. And if you even have an inkling of thinking that you have disordered eating, I highly recommend seeing a therapist or your family doctor or just someone to discuss a plan of action. What I am about to share with you all are just a few tips I have learned from going through my own struggles with disordered eating, and I think there's a lot I can share that could be helpful because I have such a unique perspective on eating since I've struggled with eating too much and too little. And remember, eating disorders come in all different forms and you don't just have to be underweight to have one. There's also binge eating disorders, purging disorders, and generally associated body image issues. The first coping strategy that I have for you if you think you're struggling with disordered eating is one that I actually just mentioned. Go see your doctor. Okay, doctors are there to help us with anything we are struggling with physically as well as mentally, especially psychiatric doctors and therapists. So if you are finding yourself going down a hole that you don't feel you can crawl out of on your own, then my number one tip of advice is to see a doctor you trust. They obviously aren't going to just be able to prescribe you a pill that'll cure all, but they can help you develop a plan to succeed in healing. And that sort of springs us into my next tip for coping with disordered eating, building a support system. Because EDs are a mental battle, and it is a mental battle, it is so hard to just gut it out and get through it on your own. 
when you're sick and the sickness is located in the mind, no one else can see it. But when you say have the flu, people can tell that you are visibly ill. So they'll obviously take care of you and go easy on you because you don't look healthy. But when it's a sickness of the mind, you can look completely fine and not be completely fine. So it's just so important that you let people know when you aren't doing well. And that can be difficult. A lot of times people don't recognize their disordered eating habits until it becomes physically recognizable to others. So this is your reminder to be aware of yourself and to let others know when you're down for the count, especially when it comes to your eating. Because it's all a matter of breaking old habits and creating new ones, as well as dealing with the associated anxiety that comes with the eating. You've got to reorder your brain to view food as what it actually is. Nourishment that sustains our wonderful bodies so that they can do all of the amazing things that our bodies do. Like dancing and singing and working out and belly laughing so hard that you pee a little bit. Okay, your body does all of that and without food or with too much food or with the wrong food, it won't perform how you need it to. So focus on taking things one meal, one snack at a time. Okay, only visualize your next meal and really think about what you want it to be. Romanticize eating, cook for yourself, make it fun like it used to be when you were little. I don't know about you guys, but I just want to get back to a place where I can be confident in my body and in what I am putting into my body. And I really think that to do that, you have to start where the problem started in your mind. So challenge those irrational thoughts that pop into your brain, okay? And I know you all know what those thoughts can look like. For me, it often presents itself as that little voice in the back of my head that says, no, you can't have that or you'll get fat again. And I think that voice might just be a little too familiar to some of you. So please, once again, if you're struggling with anything, feel free to reach out to me. I'm always here to lend some advice or really just to be an ear to listen to if you need it. And with that, I wish the best to all of you. I will hopefully have another episode out soon. Thank you so much. I love you all, and I literally am so thankful to have any listeners at all. So thank you so much. And yeah, I'll have another episode out soon.